the church say amen. amen. Are you pressing the battle on today? Have you made a commitment to say, I'm going to go forward, forward? That's my battle cry. Onward, onward to our home on high. That should be our, our focus today. It's not to give up, not to throw in the towel. But we should press the battle on because there is a crown before us. We should see it in our spiritual eye, in our, in our mind every once in a while. We should look and see that crown waiting for us. Because one day we're going to wear it. When the conflict is over, the prize is there waiting. We will press the battle on. We give glory to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one who called me into the ministry of the gospel, and I give him glory and honor today. We give honor to our beloved pastor in his absence, Pastor Greer. Thank God for seeing Sister Greer today. I was, I was hoping to see you yesterday, but thank God you're here today. And I knew a lot of people went by the house, so I said, well, hopefully we'll see her tomorrow. Amen. Sister Greer, we love you, and we thank God for you. your presence here. We're so glad to have you today. Thank God for Sister Williams leading us in devotion today. For the musicians and for all of you who are here today. We see Brother Tim and his wife Beth today. And thank God for your presence today. And pray that you enjoyed the worship experience thus far. Continuing on the theme that we've been on, spiritually minded. Invite your attention to Isaiah 55. We're going to read Isaiah 55 verses 6 through 9 again. Isaiah 55. Verse 6, when you find it, say amen. Isaiah 55, verse 6, we read, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Praise God. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For New Testament passages of scripture, we're going to look at the gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. And we're going to begin reading at verse 27. Luke chapter 2. In verse 27, when you find it, say amen. Luke 2 and 27, we read. So he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. This morning we want to share with us briefly from the subject, spiritually minded to see Jesus. Spiritually minded to see Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Father, we bless you today. We thank you, Lord, for your favor, your abounding favor in our lives, Lord. Even, Lord, when it seems that we don't even deserve your favor, Lord, you, you grant it, Lord. For your mercies are new every morning. 
Great is thy faithfulness. We bless you today. Even though we may not be feeling well in our bodies and everything might be, may not be just according to what we want it to be, we pause to bless you, Lord. We bless and magnify your holy name. Now, Lord, bless us as we share your eternal word today. Use us as a vessel for your glory, Lord. Use, our, use me, Lord, as you will, Lord. Bless us today. Bless all that is said and done. Bless Pastor Greer and his body today, Lord. Give him the strength that he needs day by day. We thank you for Sister Greer being in our midst, Lord, and we just ask a special blessing upon her as well. Bless us today. Lead us and guide us. Get glory for yourself today. We give you honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, we lift you high in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Subject today, spiritually minded to see Jesus. We've all worn costumes or tried to disguise ourselves at some point in our lives. Uh, we may have ran around the house trying to pretend to be someone else, trying to be a superhero or a movie star. Our subject is spiritually minded to see Jesus. When we were young, we may have played that game called hide and go seek, where one person would hide and all everyone else would try to find that person. And sometimes in order to really uh, make the game interesting, they would take somebody else's hat or somebody else's jacket to keep from being easily discovered. Our subject today is spiritually minded to see Jesus. And we may play, uh, may have played a role in a school play or, 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 or maybe we went, went somewhere where, where no one knew us and we tried to pretend to blend in so that no one would recognize us. And we may have friends who when they finally found us or recognized us, they, they have a sense of accomplishment to find that person who was hiding. Say, you know, you couldn't fool me. You couldn't trick me. You couldn't hide. Our subject is spiritually minded to see Jesus. And we realize that, you know, talking about those, those particular games and different things may have brought good memories to us. But I want us to know today that it's not God's desire to hide from us. It's not God's desire to, to deceive us and to fool us and to trick us. God wants us to know him. And he wants to know us. Our subject today is spiritually minded to see Jesus. And the Bible reminds us in, in John chapter 4 that God is seeking us to worship, worship him. He wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's not trying to, to hide himself from us. He wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to get to know him. To know him for who he is. He is the Lord who is strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. He wants us to know him for who he is. Subject today is spiritually minded to see Jesus. And we go back to our new Old Testament passage of scripture in Isaiah. We find that God wants us to know him. He says in Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God wants to, wants to reveal himself to us. He wants us to know him intimately on a deep level. 
Not just on a surface level where we come to church and know that it's Sunday and we wear our Sunday best or whatever it might be and just come for the routine. But God wants us to know him in spirit and in truth. He wants us to find him and seek after him with our whole heart to really know him for who he is. And we find that we need to seek him while he may be found. While you're in your right mind, while you have your faculties, seek the Lord and find him. Turn from your own way in life and your own plans and seek the Lord while he may be found. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the high, heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God wants, to know, wants us to know him, to know him for who he is. Let's look at our New Testament passage of scripture. For there are three things today in this brief passage that I want us to recognize that we need to see Jesus. We need to have a spiritual mindset to find him, to see him, to get to know him for who he is. God does not want to just walk by us without us recognizing him for who he is. And in this passage of scripture, it really helped me to understand that God wants you and me to know him. No matter what stage we are in life, God wants us to see him, to recognize him as the son of God. In this passage of scripture, as we've been dealing since December, we've been talking about Mary and Joseph and the early life of Jesus Christ and how spiritually minded Mary and Joseph had to be to become the earthly father and mother of Jesus Christ. And we've seen, as we've talked about it on each occasion, how great it is to, to know who Jesus is and have a spiritually, spiritual mindset to hear from God and to understand how he wants to direct and pattern our lives. Joseph was not a, a spiritual man, you might say. He was not a high priest. He was not a prophet nor a king. But he was a, a regular carpenter, much like you and I. But yet he was spiritually minded enough to believe that God was using him to bring his son into the world, to raise his son so he could grow up to be Jesus the Christ, the Lamb of God. The sacrifice for your sins and mine. He needed somebody to use for his honor and his glory. And I want you and I to know today that even though our lives may be rather ordinary, God wants you and I to have a spiritual mindset so he can use us in his service. Use us for his glory. Use us to bring honor to his name. And we find today in this passage of scripture that there's another man who God used who had a spiritual mind to see his son. This is a story of Simeon, a man who God was using to see his son. The first thing I want us to see in this passage of scripture today in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 25, that you must be a righteous man to see Jesus. Here in Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. This is a man who believed in doing what he knew was right. This is a man who followed after God with his whole heart. 
This is a man who set aside himself, as we might say in the church of God, he sanctified himself to do God's will. He was set apart from the ways of the world and the mindset of the world to do what God wanted him to do. He was what you call a righteous man. And I want the people here at Shadydale and those who we come in contact with to see that we are some righteous people, people who want to do God's will and obey his holy word. It says Simeon was a man in Jerusalem. He, was, he lived in a city and town just like you and I did. And he was, he was just and devout. In other words, he was devoted to what God wanted him to do. And he did what he knew was right. He was a righteous man. And since you and I today, we can be righteous. Don't walk around society saying, well, we are all sinners and we can't help but do wrong. It's time out for that kind of talk, saints. It's time for us to live according to the standards of the word of God. So that we can be called the children of God. God wants us to be righteous people. So we can see his son. To see Jesus for who he is. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11. To understand that God wants us to see him. But everybody is not going to see him. If you're not spiritually minded. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25. And it says. At that time Jesus answered and said. I thank you father. Lord of heaven and earth. That you have hidden these things from the wise. And prudent. And have revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and to the one to whom the Son will reveal him. See, God wants you and I to know him. But you can't live in sin every day and lying and cheating and stealing and, and, and sowing discord and know Jesus Christ. You can't be oh, in church on Sunday and in the club on Monday doing everything you want to do and be a righteous person and know Jesus Christ and see him for who he is. We need to be righteous people so we can see Jesus Christ. We're talking about being spiritually minded to see Jesus. And there are too many church folk today who come to church on Sunday, but don't have any mindset about who Jesus really is. They know he was the baby born in a manger. They, they, they can tell you all the Bible stories, but they don't know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of their sins. They're still lying, still cussing, still fussing and fighting. We need to see Jesus, folks. We need to be righteous people who want to do God's will. How would the Bible describe you today? Would it say you were just and devout, devoted to doing what God's will is? Would it say you sometime up and sometime down, almost level to the ground, in and out and trying to make it as best I can? And Lord, you know I, I do wrong. Every no, 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 church. We need to be some righteous people. The world need to be able to describe us as saints of God who do what we know is right. Spiritually minded to see Jesus. 
Let's look at, 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 at Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14 and 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. When you don't live godly, it's a shame, especially when you know better. It's a shame and a disgrace when you've been taught the word of God and it's been lived before you in examples and you still want to go out and do wrong. You can't see Jesus that way. We're talking about being spiritually minded to see Jesus. And anytime somebody does wrong, it's a shame. It does, it's not just reflect on that person. It re reflects on that person's friends because the friends say, well, why didn't you tell him to do right? Why didn't you at least talk to him or mention it to him? Isn't that what people are saying about Tiger Woods right now? They're saying, where was his friends and his, his family members? Why didn't they tell? It's a shame when we know to do right. And we keep on doing wrong. Yes, Jesus will forgive you. Yes, his, his grace is sufficient. But why don't you devote yourself to doing what's right? Jesus says, you must watch and pray. That you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, you got to make up your mind to do what is right. And then you got to take the steps to keep on doing it. You can watch and still fall into sin. You can pray and not watch and fall into sin. So you got to do both. Watch and pray. If you pray and don't watch, look out. You know, I, one of my friends used to tease me when I was in college because I didn't want to do wrong. I was trying to be a righteous man on campus. Amen, somebody. And sometimes I would turn my head when, you know, in some of the springtime and all the things you see in the spring. You, you smell the perfume and all those things. And, and one of my friends would tell me, Darius, now, if you close your eyes, you're going to walk into something. <laughs> you got to watch and pray to be righteous. You got to watch and pray to do God's will. You got to watch and pray to walk to follow Christ. Being just and devout. That's what Simeon was. He was focused and faithful on doing what God wanted him to do. Spiritually minded to see Jesus. You're going you're gonna to have some temptation. You're going to have some trials. But you can still be a righteous person. Spiritually minded to see Jesus. The second thing in this passage of scripture today I want us to see is that we must, be, we must communicate with the Holy Ghost. You must communicate with the Holy Ghost. Let's look again in Luke 2 and see how Simeon was devoted to God and he communicated with God. It says in verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death. Before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. See, he communicated with God. He talked to God. He had time where he set himself aside to hear what God had to say. He communicated with the Holy Spirit. In other words, he wanted to, to maintain a right relationship and fellowship with God. He communicated with God. And, you know, that that's a challenge to you and I today to ask, how much time do I spend in the presence of God? 
If I want to see Jesus, I'm going to have to spend time with him. The same is true in everyday life. If we want to have a good relationship with somebody, you got to at least talk to them. You know, it was, it's embarrassing when someone comes around and you forget their name. You don't know who they are, what church they went to, because you haven't developed the relationship with them. But the same is true with God. You got to communicate with God and his Holy Spirit so you can be where God wants you to be and see the things in life that he wants you to see. You must communicate with the Holy Spirit. And we see Simeon here. It said it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. See, that, that's something that should help you and I today, that, to know that God wants to talk to you. He wants to reveal himself to you. He's not trying to hide or cloak things from you. He's not trying to disguise his plan, but he wants to spend some time with you. He wants you to spend time with him. Spend time in his presence to where he can reveal things to you. And it says in verse 27, and that so he came by the spirit into the temple. In other words, God was ordering his path, ordering his steps. So much so that he had an expectation. When you talk to people, they tell you, on oh, tomorrow, we're going to do this or that. You already have a a revealed expectation of for what the future holds. Well, if you never talk to God, how are you going to know what he has in store for you? One of the great things I have found in my, my life and my experience is that sometimes God will tell me part of what's going to happen in the future. And so I walk with some expectation that tomorrow will be better. Today might be darker. I may be going through this trial, but tomorrow is going to be better because I've been talking to Jesus. The songwriter said, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He'll hear your faintest cry. And he'll answer by and by. Talk to the Lord. Spend some time in his presence. So he can tell you what's going to happen in the future. He may not tell you the whole story, but he'll give you enough to keep you going. Especially in the trying times of life. He'll give you what it takes to take that next step of faith. If you will talk to him. We must communicate with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Romans chapter 5 to understand that we got to have a spiritual mindset to see him. Romans chapter 8 and verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. See, when you don't talk to God, you don't fellowship with God, you don't communicate with God, you don't pray to God, you don't listen to him, you can't do his will. You can't see him. Because your mind is so filled with the things of the world and society and what's, what's popular? It's nothing like trying to talk spiritually minded things with a carnally minded person. You won't get anywhere. Won't make any, any, any progress. Because they're always thinking about how their neighbor did it. How my friends did it. Or how those people over there did it. Won't talk to God and say, Lord, how do you want me to live? How do you want me to handle this situation? It says here, 
But those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. How are you going to think about the things of God if you're always thinking about the things of the world? See, the things of the flesh is not just your skin and your eyes and your hair. But it's about the way the world system works. You got to do this to, in order to get that. You got to have this in order to have that. You got to know this person. You got to do all these other kinds of things to get things. Well, when you live for God, he can do miracles. He can do things that you just don't understand how he did it. But all you can do is say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for making a way out of no way. It happens when you communicate with God. When you talk to him, when you ask him to order your steps, you can find yourself sitting in the right place at just the right time. Because you've been talking and walking with Jesus. Allowing him to lead you and guide you to direct your path. It says here, because the carnal mind, in verse, sorry, in verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. See, when you're, when you're carnally minded, you, you can't get anywhere with God. You can't, you can't hear his still, small voice saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't say that. Leave that out. Stand still and wait for me. I'm standing right here. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Those are things that the, the spiritual mind can, can hear when you're thinking about the ways of God. But if you're always carnally minded, you, you, you always get yourself in situations that you can't get out of. Doesn't the scripture, the scripture remind us that, that, that there is no temptation taking you but that which is common to man? But God is faithful who will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a place and the Lord said, hey, Darius, you got to get out of there. And I get up and leave and people are like... Where did Darius go? Because I was trying to hear what God was saying. And I avoided many traps and pitfalls because I had my mind stayed on him. You don't have to be in church to be spiritually minded. You can be on a basketball court. You can be fishing in the mall. Wherever you can, you can take Jesus wherever you go. So you can hear what he's saying to you. Let him walk with you and talk with you. Order your steps. We're talking about being spiritually minded to see Jesus. You must communicate with the Holy Spirit. The last thing in this message today I want us to see is that when you are spiritually minded, you will experience the peace of God. You will experience the peace of God. Let's look at Luke 2 again. It says in verse 28, when he, when he saw Jesus, he says he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. See, when you, when you have walked with God, when you're a righteous person, when you have communicated with him, he brings peace to your life. A contentment, a, a satisfaction that nothing else can give. He allows you to have peace in your heart and your mind. There's nothing that compares to the peace of God. Here, Simeon, who was an older gentleman, was walking into the temple that day. No doubt he didn't know 
what was going to happen that day. But it says that he saw the Lord's Christ. And can you imagine what Jesus must have looked like to him? And I'm sure he didn't know what Jesus was going to look like. He was a babe. No doubt his mother had him wrapped in some clothes. May have had his head covered. But yet he still saw Jesus. This Jesus had done no miracles. He hadn't walked on water yet. He wasn't at the river of Jordan yet. He had not done any of those things, but yet Simeon, who had a relationship with him, saw him. And I want today for you to see Jesus so that your life can be fulfilled. So you can have a sense of confidence that I can go to God at any time and know that he will answer my prayer. Simeon saw Jesus. He was still a babe, but yet he saw him. And he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. See, God answers our prayers when we live for him. God comes through at the right time when we live for him. Says, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. See, God's not trying to hide from you. He's not trying to veil himself so you can't find him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. God wants to reveal himself to you and bring peace into your life. And it says, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. See, you can, God can, can bring so much joy and peace and excitement in your life when you simply live to please him. We're talking about being spiritually minded to see Jesus. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 as we bring this message to a close. Ephesians 2 lets us know that Jesus Christ brings peace. Ephesians 2 and 14 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death their enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who are near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. See, Jesus Christ brings peace. A peace that, as one scripture says, it surpasses all understanding. He makes, he takes the carnal-minded person and he brings them back into fellowship with him who is the spiritual son of God. So that we can be one. Isn't that what Jesus prayed? That we, that we all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee. That they all may be one in us. God wants to bring peace between man and divinity. We're talking about being spiritually minded to see Jesus. That's what he wants. He wants for you and I to be united together. He wants him and you as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for us to be joined together where we're no longer in conflict. They have enmity between one another. He doesn't want there to be issues and strife, but he wants us to be united together that we may have peace. Today, I pray that you understood the message as we stand together. 
that we be spiritually minded to see Jesus Christ. The songwriter says, Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Carols all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Do you want to see him today? Do you want to see him in peace? Then you need to live a righteous life. Today, if you are lost in sin, you can come to Christ today. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and be a righteous person. A person devoted to doing God's will. If you are saved today, but you don't spend time in God's presence, you can come to the altar today and ask God to create that, that mindset, that desire to, to fellowship with him, to draw closer to him. And once you do that, you can experience the peace of God. Today as we sing a verse of this song, why don't you come today?